I actually don't want to preach for very long because I feel like God wants to break in in worship in the area of thankfulness. And uh, how do we take ground? One of the ways that we can take ground is in the area of thankfulness. In fact, thankfulness is one of those amazing weapons that we have that can never be taken away from us, can never be robbed from us, can never be taken from us because there's, as we're going to see now, I've got a few scriptures, make one or two points about, one point each about the scriptures, and then we'll get back into some worship because I feel like we need to start this warfare around gratitude, having an attitude of gratitude. And so, amazing thing about thankfulness before I even get to the scriptures, two things. Number one, why should we be thankful? You're going to see now because the Bible says so. That nowadays is not enough of a reason to do something. Can I just say this? If the Bible says it, we do it. We don't have to think, well, what does it do here? If the, oopsie. If the Bible says it, we do it, friends. Number one. But I'm going to show you, it's, 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 it's less harsh than that. I just wanted to say this. I want to make the point, friends. What the Bible says is not optional extra for us. What the Bible says is what we want to do. So actually, if we only had that reason, why should we be thankful? Because the Bible says, and I'm going to show you that the Bible says, that should be enough reason to do it. But there is more to it than that. God's gooder, kinder, and more generous, and more kind of just helps us on the journey. The second thing I want to say about thankfulness is this, is that uh, Helen sent me a study that was done, some studies that had been done by scientists and, and psychologists and psychiatrists kind of people in the mental health world, and they are starting to see that people that are thankful have a better mental health, scientifically, scientifically. So that's just up the front, just up front, just... This is why we need to be thankful. But if you can put those scriptures up, please. Um, Guru. Guru? Can you put the scriptures up there? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. First one. If you want to turn in your Bible, you can see on the, on the, on the, on the screen. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians is filled with the, this word thankfulness or thanksgiving. It's absolutely amazing. So let's have a look at this first text. It says there, being strengthened in all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom that he, that is, that, uh, of the son that he loves. So the first one, that's one of the texts. And in, in, in first, first up, it talks about be thankful Give thanks to the Father because he's qualified you, because he's rescued you, and he's put you in the kingdom. So my first, my first point of why should we be thankful is because there's always something to be thankful for. He has qualified you, he has put you in the life of the kingdom, and he has rescued us. And no matter what, uh, what place we're in, no matter how desperate a situation we are in, that is always the reality of our lives. We are always rescued. We are always in the kingdom of God in Christ. And he has qualified us. It's not because we have, we've got to get the qualification. He has qualified us. And he says this, giving thanks to the Father. We've got to give thanks to the Father. The first reason is this. There's always something to be thankful for. And I can say to you, 
there's always something to be thankful for because others have less than us or, or one of those kinds of arguments. But this text says to me, when I'm in a bad place or I'm in a desperate place, God's qualified me, God's rescued me, I'm in the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. Point number one. Next text, Colossians chapter 2, verse 67. So then just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. When we have an attitude of gratitude, when we have a thankfulness in our heart, it roots us, it strengthens us, and it builds us up. One of the great weapons that we have when we feel disorientated, when we feel like we're weak, when we feel like we are kind of falling apart, is to move into gratitude, into thankfulness, and begin to take ground. Continue to live in Him, rooted and built up and strengthened in Him as you were taught, overflowing with thankfulness. You see, when you realize that you are rooted and you are built up and you are strengthened, it overflows in thankfulness. But one of the things that we get to do is that when we step into thankfulness, I believe God starts to show us what we have and starts to build us up and starts to strengthen us and starts to root us. It comes from being thankful. The next text is Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. I love that. Just one short sentence. Be thankful. It's an amazing thing. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. And be thankful. When the peace of Christ rules in our hearts, it actually leads to gratitude. But I believe when we in faith, even though we don't feel like that peace is there, when we in faith begin to get thankful with God, guess what happens? The peace of Christ comes back into our hearts. It's both, you see, thankfulness is the overflow of this, but if we, but if we haven't got it, and we know we have because we are qualified, we have been rescued, and we are in the kingdom of God, actually when we start to step into thankfulness, Actually, what happens is the peace of Christ starts to come into our hearts. Thankfulness is an incredible, incredible weapon of a follower of Jesus. Let's have a look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. Did I miss one there? No. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus, the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of Jesus, do it in the name of the Father, giving thanks to Him. You know what thankfulness does? It reminds us that God is the source of everything. You see, when we're thankful, I think the Father, don't you love it when your kids just say thankful, thank you, just without you prompting them? Wow. Not as good manners, but they're actually recognizing the fact that you've given them this and they're grateful and they're thankful. It does something in your heart. It's not all about them. It's actually because you've been put into a family that you can be thankful. And what thankful what thankfulness reminds us of 
is that everything we have and everything we do is because of Him. If you are flying high and you have got more money in the bank than what you know what to do with, and you are in a, an amazing place, gratitude reminds you that what you have came from Him, not from you. If you've got nothing in the bank and you don't know, it, it reminds you that God is my source. Keep your eyes on Him. Thankfulness reminds us that God is our source. Let's have a look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3 to 4. But among you there must be not even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Being thankful and living a life of thanksgiving gives us something to say other than being stupid and coarse. You know what happens? We get together around the bra, or we get together around the table, and we start, especially South Africans, we start a little bit of living on the edge. Alison, I do. We, we, we get foolish. We start ripping people off. We, 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 we start getting a little bit silly, and then it can go over the edge, and then it comes back again. What happens if we got around the table and started giving thanks for each other? Instead of that. Friends, I'm not saying we, we can't be there, but man, it gives us something to say. The least you can say around the table. When you're at a, at a birthday party, I was at an 80th last night. Is Sheila here tonight? I don't know if she is. No. She's got all her family here. She, it was her 80th. And you know what? Actually, her family spoke, and I thought, I should, I shouldn't, I wasn't really asked to. But I was actually studying this, and I thought, you know what? Either I can keep quiet, or I can actually get up and say, Sheila, you're an incredible woman. And I used the text of Epaphras. Uh, that's what I felt God give me, uh, the Colossians text around. Epaphras means lovely. And I was just able to say, Sheila, you are lovely, and you wrestle in prayer for your family, you wrestle in prayer for the church, and you wrestle in prayer for me. Thank you. Friends, we've got to learn to be thankful around the table. And it's so easy. You don't have to be a, have a prophetic gift to do it. You can just say, thank you. Mom and Dad, thank you for providing for me. Mom and Dad, thank you for giving us this meal. Amazing things. Gratitude, thankfulness. It gives us something to say other than being stupid, having foolish talk, and inappropriate conversations. The next text is this, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18. Be joyful always. This is what Jan preached on last Sunday night. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Prayer, joy, and thanksgiving are, are partners. Where there's a heart of gratitude, there's joy. Prayer, joy, and thanksgiving are partners together. And if, you wanna, if, we, if you're lacking joy and you're finding it tough, it's get into a mode of thanksgiving. Start to thank God for what you have. Start to thank God for the people in your life. Start to thank God for what you have in Christ. And friends, as you begin to pray that prayer of thanksgiving, joy comes. They always go together. God loves our gratitude. Next text, the last text, is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 to 29. 
Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. See, thankfulness is a weapon that we have when we feel disarmed. Because we know that we're part of an unshakable kingdom. When you feel like your weapons, your bullets have run out, when you feel like you've got nothing to give, be thankful for the unshakable kingdom that is ours in Jesus. You see, what thankfulness does is it helps us look at the situation differently. It shapes our seeing and our hearing when, we, when we've got a heart of thankfulness. And if God wants us to take ground and step into more what he has for us, friends, one of the things that we're going to have to do is to become a thankful people. In our worship, in our words, in our actions, in our generosity, in our giving, just thankful. That's what giving does. That's what tithes and offerings does, friends. It's saying to God, God, I thank you that you're my source. Are we going to live a life of thankfulness? I wonder if the band wouldn't mind coming back up again, please. You know, friends, we've got so much to be thankful for. God's healing people in this community. And friends, these are not, these are not like, um, uh, what's the word, uh, kind of spurious. These are verifiable <laughs> healings. These are, it's not like, oh, you're healed, and then the next day you were sick again.